0: This video was created during the 2023 WGA and SAG strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, Ahsoka wouldn't exist. Learn more about the strike at the link in the description.
1: Let's keep Earth away from Star Wars.
0: Star Wars doesn't deserve Earth. Or maybe Mm, Earth doesn't deserve Star Wars is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, we just wanted to discuss the news that Guillermo del Toro was at one point in talks to make a Star Wars movie.
0: So this just came out today when we're filming it, Thursday, uh, which Guillermo retweeted. That Well, first it was on Josh Horowitz's podcast with David S. Goyer, who wrote uh, Vader Immortal and Secrets of the Empire, the VR Experiences. Uh, But he said that at one point he had written a script for del Toro to do a Star Wars movie and del Toro then Retweeted that and confirmed it said it was like six years prior Strongly implied that it was going to be about Jabba (laughs) which I do remember Probably about six years ago there being rumors of a Jabba film and everyone including me being like really but then Kind of thinking digging deeper. It could have been like a criminal underworld kind of movie and Jabba would be involved in it Um, but this (laughs) we were just talking about how Del Toro like almost did the Hobbit movies and he almost got to do Star Wars and I think even in a live stream last week we were talking about what directors we would want to see tackle Star Wars and Del Toro came up and he's such a great inventive director and we we almost had it
1: yeah I mean Can you imagine just the creatures that we could see in his art style with his vision? Like that would just be incredible. I I think David Goyer did say something about like the art looked really really cool. From they didn't get very far, but like from what they had put together so far, uh, it looked incredible. So I I'm so bummed that we almost keep getting things. In franchises that we love from Del Toro, and then just they just slip away.
0: Yeah, the creature design alone, I, I bet he would have done a very alien heavy movie. If it were involving Jabba, then obviously we would have his palace, which is full of wild creatures. It made me think of uh, back when Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, came out. There's a scene where they go to like this underground world that's just full of fantasy creatures. And I remember back then people comparing that scene to the cantina in Star Wars and just how everything in that scene was mind-blowing. And I would just absolutely love to see Del Toro's take on a very alien heavy movie in Star Wars. Goyer also in that podcast talked about writing a speculative script, or I don't think he finished a script on this, but it was starting work on... A Dawn of the Jedi story that was set twenty-five thousand years before the events of the the main films. So that's interesting that that idea has been floating around at Lucasfilm for quite some time.
1: I wonder who else might have gotten a shot to write something like that. Because I I imagine the idea got put out there to a handful of people, and they wrote like a, a very shortened outline of a script type thing and then they just picked the one that they liked the best
0: well i think back then they wouldn't have been the writers but this was when benioff and weiss were announced to be handling something in star wars and i think there was speculation that it would be an early days of the jedi story uh and i think there were even some rumors or leaks about that confirming it that would not surprise me. that seemed like a natural move for them after Game of Thrones but then all of that fell through. Goyer it sounds like he had a pretty tight relationship with Lucasfilm for a little while like maybe they were gonna really develop some stuff with him. The fact that the the secrets of the Empire VR experience had like the proto saber or the the original designs for a lightsaber or something in it. Mm. that kind of links it to the Dawn of the Jedi movie that could have been, potentially.
1: That really piqued our interest back then.
0: It was really interesting.
1: We were like, surely they'll do something with this.
0: (laughs) And I I think at the time, they were probably planning on it. Now, maybe maybe Mangold's movie will somehow involve it, or maybe they're just going to leave that behind. Uh, But I, I think I remember Goyer doing an interview with the Star Wars show around that time, when Vader Immortal and Secrets of the Empire were coming out, I-, I think he suggested that, oh, we might see more of that lightsaber in the future.
1: Catching up on some other news, Zacharias wants to know our thoughts on the Lando series becoming a movie.
0: I'm kind of split on this. I- I'm excited to get a Lando story at all. I'm excited for more Star Wars on the big screen. Uh, but I was really into the idea that that would be a a cool series just because i like atlanta a lot i like donald glover and his writing style a lot so i thought that it would probably make for a good series but i think it'll make for an interesting film too
1: Mm -hmm. i i was excited to hear this news just because i i'm hoping that just because numbers in general are down as far as people going out to see movies in theaters. I hope that doesn't scare Lucasfilm from putting out more Star Wars movies. But uh, I think this was a smart move just because I think with the name Donald Glover on this project, there's a good chance that a lot of non-Star Wars fans will go and check it out.
0: I I think that that, yeah, could pique some interest knowing that it's... Starring Donald Glover that it is written by Donald and Stephen Glover Uh, It it might pull in Atlanta fans Mm -hmm. Into like "Ah, maybe I'll check out Star Wars for the first time. I don't know.
1: But and Lando is like such a classic well-known character Even at by the most casual of Star Wars fans, so I think it would drum up a lot of excitement. Yeah,
0: uh, but I'm, like, certainly not disappointed in the prospect of another Star Wars movie. But I was, like, I, I just think the Calrissian Chronicles would have made for a great Star Wars series as well. Uh, but I'm not going to get annoyed over what could have been uh, if that was never really the plan that Donald have had. Like, I do want this to be a project that he's passionate about because I think that'll make it something more special.
1: yeah. And it could have been a budget thing, too, which if it if that's the case, like, I guess I would rather have uh, them smush a budget into a two hour movie than try to stretch it out to a series.
0: Right. Like that could be like, I kind of think that was the issue. Part of the issue with Obi-Wan Kenobi is that that was going to be a movie and then they split it into a series going the other way. Uh, I, I can see what you're saying there.
1: Getting into Ahsoka, patron Jake and Brino Lyra ask about the term Boken Jedi and what we think it means.
0: I thought that was interesting. That's the first time we've heard that term of like a Jedi raised in the wild or trained in the wild. I don't know if it's something official because, yeah, the actual definition of a Boken in the real world is a Japanese wooden training sword. Uh, so the the idea that I'm getting with this is that maybe... Balin is using that term as kind of dismissive as like they're a cheap imitation of a Jedi. I'm wondering if he doesn't fully consider Ezra to be a Jedi because he wasn't trained at the temple. And he's like, ah, he's just some boken Jedi, like a cheap (laughs) imitation of a lightsaber, not the real thing.
1: Yeah, or maybe not a cheaper version, but just a not fully officially trained jedi like trained in the wild sure uh but yeah i think it's an interesting term and it i think it makes a lot of sense
0: and i could see Balin being a little snobby about it maybe Uh,
1: i mean shin wasn't trained in a temple either but Balin seems to think that he's training her for something greater
0: yeah she's not a jedi like even though she is she clearly sees the parallels between herself and ezra but Balin is like, oh, no, 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 don't call yourself a Jedi.
1: <laughs> Ormapa wants to know if Sister magic is how the Force manifests in the other galaxy.
0: I think that that's possible. Like, I, I think that the Force doesn't manifest differently. It's just interpreted differently by whatever culture learns about it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of expect the Force to work pretty much the same there i just think night sister magic is as old as the force itself and it's yeah. just a different kind
0: yeah i just see that we have two different cultures basically the jedi came up in the main galaxy that we know the dathomiri were in this other galaxy and when they were separated and isolated they learned to view the force in different ways We've seen that the Night Sisters can go from that galaxy to the main galaxy and they can still connect to the force, they can still use their magic. That's not a problem because the force exists everywhere. It's not like the force is manifesting differently in either galaxy. It's just that, hey, this is how I learned mm-hmm. and that's how I'm going to continue to connect. Kind of the same way the Lasat. The Lasat are from the main galaxy, but they connect to the Force in a different way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Technically. The the Chiss have their uh, Skywalkers, and they connect to the Force in a different way, but they are part of that main galaxy. So, yeah, I don't see it as the Force manifesting differently all over. It's just different cultures interpreting it in a different way.
1: Rick Villanueva asks, how much Thrawn knows about the fall of the Empire?
0: I think he probably knows all of the important bits. I don't think he's going to show up expecting Palpatine to still be around, like, the fact that the the Night Sisters can see the threads of fate and everything and they know Ahsoka's coming. I think that they're able to see things through the force and they're like, oh, by the way, everything is fallen apart <laughs> for the Empire and in your home, so just just be ready for that when you go back.
1: Yeah, I assume that they're filling him in on everything that's going on. Or at least the the main story points like maybe they just know vaguely what what they're sensing is going on but it would be funny if he got back and was like oh no wait a second
0: it would definitely be interesting to see Thrawn on the back foot information wise and have to catch up on everything uh just like oh I was expecting to show back up and and help with the empire again but to to realize that it's all gone and now i'm in charge uh but i just don't expect that to happen
1: now that i think about it though it would be an interesting opportunity to show him come back realize what's happened and just to like show what his thought process is to to something like that and for him to be like hmm this will be an interesting challenge for me. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is an opportunity for me to take control of everything. Like, I I guess I, I think that mentally he's already there. He's like, I'm going to show up and take control and uh, we'll defeat the New Republic. Like, I figure he knows the broad strokes, but maybe he won't.
1: I mean, 10 years have gone by. I think Thrawn is smart enough to know that the Empire had a lot of flaws and... Something else is probably in charge now.
0: The second he was removed from the equation, he was probably like, well, they're going to lose without me. Yeah. So he might not actually know.
1: You just assume. But
0: he's just going to show up and be like, I told you, told you the Death Star was a dumb idea.
1: <laughs> now that the Emperor is gone, I can for sure take over. <laughs> MC Lego Boy wants to know what's left on our Ahsoka wish list for the final two episodes.
0: I don't feel like I had a huge wish list to begin with, but at this point, I am definitely at the top of my list. I want a big space battle. I- I've been saying this since episode five when we saw that New Republic fleet arrive on Sito. I'm like, Thrawn needs to come back and destroy them all in his barely functioning Star Destroyer just so mm-hmm. that the audience who is just now meeting Thrawn for the first time can see legitimately he is a threat instead of just a bunch of people being like, ooh, it would be bad if Thrawn came back.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I still really want to see Zeb show up maybe in said space battle, uh, and especially now that we have Ezra back. I think that reunion in particular would be really adorable to see. Um, Chopper should kill someone.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's on my wish list. I do want Chopper to do something insane in that space battle.
1: Yeah. Um, And then the only other one was Sabine actually using the Force.
0: I think that'll happen. And yes, I was going to agree that uh, a Zeb-Ezra reunion would be wonderful, but also I really want the Hera-Ezra reunion because yeah. like Ezra had to sneak away from Hera at the end of Season 4. She did not want him to go do what he did. So I would like to see them reunite. That's going to be another big hug. Mm-hmm. Basically, just get all of the Rebels crew back together. And then Rex walks in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jason basically has a big brother slash uncle now. I wonder if he'll... I'd go a- with
0: uncle. I mean, uh, bro- brother, big brother.
1: I wonder if he'll be a little uh, jealous.
0: <laughs> he does call Sabine Aunt Sabine, so I guess there's that. But the Hera and Kanan, I think, viewed Ezra as similar to a son.
1: Mm-hmm. DigiPen92 asks if there is any galaxy in Star Wars that includes our solar system.
0: This comes up every once in a while, and I'm like, I just never, ever want that to happen.
1: That was never, I I don't think that was ever something that George wanted or thought was a part of this universe.
0: I do think that, I've read somewhere that at some point there were plans, like in Legends, or maybe it was going to be in one of those kind of visions-esque stories that weren't really canon but at some point i think there was going to be a a story that involved our solar system but it's just i don't want that i want the the whole a long time ago in a galaxy far far away just it's putting us in a fantasy setting that's Mm -hmm. that's what it is sure technically it says that it is just in a galaxy far far away in our reality there was a A not canon comic where Han Solo wound up on Earth and Indiana Jones found him, but like, (laughs) to me, this is just like asking, uh, "Where is America in Tolkien's Middle Earth? (laughs) Like, it (laughs) doesn't exist. It just
1: thank goodness,
0: right? (laughs) It it it's not a part of the same world. Although some Tolkien expert Ashton will probably kick the door in and be like, "Well, (laughs) actually," so I might be wrong in that, but. I'm just, keep them separate.
1: Yeah. it. <laughs> they brought Earth into the finale of Battlestar, and I don't really think it worked that well. I see what they were trying to do, but I was kind of like, that was like a real big eye roll for a lot of people.
0: Well, that was always part of the story. It's just... <laughs> I guess. That from episode one, they're like, we have to find Earth.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> everything was so different there. I, I don't know. It just came to a shock to a lot of people but just the the way that it happened i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen a show that old but no i don't, I don't think so let's keep earth away from star wars
0: star wars doesn't deserve earth or maybe earth doesn't deserve earth star doesn't wars, deserve wars is what i'm trying star to say wars. yeah
1: Fabricio sains wants to know if hu yang could appear in the acolyte
0: could yeah he could i don't think he will
1: i doubt it <laughs> He's not the vibe for that show. (laughs) I don't know why.
0: I mean, just from what little we saw at Star Wars Celebration, it it seems to have just a darker tone to it in general. Ahsoka can get dark too, but it it also has that lighthearted Hu Yang feel to it. He is the comedic relief of the show very often. Um, Yeah, I agree. If he were to show up there, he would just have to tone it down a little bit. Which is possible.
1: Yeah, I, he certainly could. He was around back then, but I don't think that means we should assume he'll be there.
0: He could be walking through the background in the Jedi Temple, or maybe we'll see the Crucible, his ship, something mm. like that.
1: I just hope I, I do kind of hope he's in the Dawn of the Jedi movie, or at least alluded to, because I just want to see him all shiny and new
0: <laughs> when he's a hundred percent original parts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not expecting it in the Acolyte, but it is a little bit of connective tissue that I think could be pulled off, but is unlikely. We're going to wrap up with one of our conversation cards written by our friend Kelly Knox. Uh, This one is, what is your favorite Luke Skywalker moment?
1: Mm, I mean, the Twin Suns moment on Tatooine is a lot of people's probably favorite Luke moments it's a it's a very memorable uh picturesque moment
0: and that's like when Luke is very relatable of just wishing that you had something more in your life wishing you could go on an adventure uh yeah that that's a top one I think as I've gotten older him throwing the lightsaber away in Return of the Jedi. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Mm. That's probably my favorite Luke moment where he realizes what it means to be a Jedi, even though even his masters were telling him something different and, like, go kill your father. Uh, but the, the throwing away of the weapon and deciding, no, there's another way is probably my favorite part.
1: As for... A second favorite something that always stood out to me for whatever reason just cuz it was funny i guess in the last jedi when he has the like blade of grass and ray is like reaching out and he just like tickles her hand <laughs> with it and it's then the sm- eye and then smacks her with it that's just like a funny old man thing to do
0: <laughs> i i do love him facing down the first order uh that whole reveal worked for me Mm -hmm. and The when he ignited the blue lightsaber and I was like, okay, something's wrong, but I didn't quite know what at the time Also, like I'm not gonna not mention the Mandalorian and the hallway scene like that That was something that really won me over because throughout that season. I was like, I don't want it to be Luke. I wanted the Mandalorian to kind of retain its identity as being a little bit outside of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Clearly, <laughs> we've moved beyond that. But I do remember, despite the whole season being like, I hope it's someone else, seeing that green lightsaber enter the frame and being like, oh my God, it is Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it got me really hyped.
1: Also, his last moment with Leia at the end of oh, yeah. Last Jedi was really good too. Yeah,
0: that's that. That's the, the moment that made me cry in the theaters. Yeah. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
1: Follow us on X, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and TikTok.
0: And as always, thanks for watching and may the force be with you.